Um, Y'all, it is Saturday. We're going wild with our recording. We're drinking the drinky drinks. So Um, It is October. I am enjoying a shipyard pumpkin head. Nice. Laura, what do you have? I have some Jack Daniels American honey and an orange, um, orange spice tea. Oh my. Like a little hot honey, if you will. That's, that's delightful. Mm-hmm. I thought we were drinking wine and I didn't have wine and I felt bad, but now I'm like, oh, I could have gotten a hot toddy. Okay. Well, I mean, you can next recording. Oh my God, I have so other many, stuff. So many things. <laughs> So many recordings, so, many, so recordings. many things to talk about. So much alcohol. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Historical Shade, the podcast where Julie and I, on this one, drink, but also talk about shady moments in history. Uh, we like to always start off by saying we are not historians. We are just people who enjoy history. We try to use uh, legit sources, but as we know in today's society, that doesn't mean they're actually legit. So if you have any corrections, make sure you correct us. We like to know when we're wrong. She's taking a picture of me. Um, I like to talk about things amicably. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Julie got a new phone case, I think, and it's beautiful. Um, I didn't, actually. It's oh. older, but maybe that's the first time you've seen my phone case in a while. Probably. Probably. Um, so, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, Woo! Let me turn down my heating pad. Because I've turned into old lady Julie lately. She has a heating pad that (laughs) looks like she is either a Victorian princess or in Game of Thrones. (laughs) And it's great. I do love it because it gets your neck and your shoulders and your lower part of your back. Um, Speaking of Game of Thrones. (gasps) What? So my shade is about Princess Olga of Kiev. Okay. And I literally called this one Dracarys without the Dracarys. Is that how they pronounce Dracarys? Dracarys. Dracarys. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to repeat that so you can cut it out like I know more about Game of Thrones than I do. No. No. Uh, this is about Princess Olga of Kiev, and I named this Dracarys without the Dracarys. Yeah. Did I get it right that time? That yes, you did. Yeah. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, this is this is interesting because the the original reason I chose this was um, I was like oh this will be an interesting story of people in history treating someone terribly and then like surviving and rising above it. Okay. Um, but I I do feel like and this will be a good representation of that there are, there are a lot of times where we find shade and then someone's like oh you're sh- you're gonna shade me cool let me shade you but better. Yeah. Uh, so Olga <laughs> Kiev. So she was one of the most vicious and vengeful rulers in the history of the Kievan Rus. So this is like the principality that would eventually give birth to modern Russia, the Ukraine, and Belarus. Mm-hmm. So at its height, it was from the Baltic Sea into the north to the Black Sea in the south. So it was like a huge reason region rather. So she was queen of the north. Yeah. It's a Game of Thrones joke. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, I like. I just want you to basically like insert Game of Thrones references into this entire situation. Like, got it. 
before Mike couldn't talk because of his like dentistry thing, I was like, this, this reads like a season of Game of Thrones or like a subplot. So she was born around 903 CE in, oh, why do I choose these pronunciations? <laughs> P-S-K-O-V, Russia. Um, she married Igor, Prince of the Kiev, and she did give birth to a son. Okay. And so she's the like, uh, Kievan Rus, and then there's the Threvelians. And so the relationship between these two groups of people is very complex. So the Drevlians had joined the Rus in military campaigns against the Byzantine Empire. Mm-hmm. And they had paid tribute to Igor's predecessors. But in 912, um, when the previous prince died and he took over, um, they instead started paying this, it's essentially glorified protection money. Okay. Um, and they started paying that to a local warlord. So around 945 he was like oh man it's been like 33 years since i've gotten a tribute like i think i want the money again (laughs) so he decides he's going to try and restore these privileges with a trip to their capital of (sighs) you did this to yourself i know (laughs) iskoristan now koristan in the northern ukraine Mm. i know Listen, folks, I know that I can look up the pronunciation thing, but like I, it, I'm bad It's at a that. challenge now. Oh. I'm just admitting that. I'm bad at that. Let this be my downfall. <laughs> so this visit, like, and it literally was like, he just like pretended like the 33 years prior hadn't happened. Like he just stopped by and was like, hey, um, I'm here to get my tribute. And okay. so- they were like, no. <laughs> um, so they fought back. They uh-huh. seized the prince and they murdered him. Oh. In a grisly display. And I was like, oh, a grisly display, eh? And then they described it. Yeah. Give me details. Give me details. <laughs> it was, in fact, a grisly <laughs> display. Right. So they bent down true birch trees to his feet and tied them to his leg. Uh, wrote Byzantine chronicle Leo the Deacon. Uh, then they let the trees straighten <gasps> again, thus tearing the prince's body apart. Yeah. So luckily he did not bring Olga with him. Yeah. Uh, she was at home with their three-year-old son, Sviatsolov. Uh, so he could he couldn't take the throne, so she steps in. So now she's ruling as regent in his stead over the, the Kiev. Okay, um, wait. I'm sorry. I'm still on the tree thing. Right. I wonder. <laughs> I couldn't just move past it. I wonder how quickly that happened. If they were, if the trees were so strong that it just like ripped him, or if they were so like, like, I bet that took a long time. I have a theory. That it was a long, long time. I, I guess, like, my thought is, like, the artist in me wants to see it as, like, a perfect split. Yes. But what likely happened is, like, one body ripped off and then it was, like, blood, 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 murder. Yeah. Which is still blood, disgusting. Blood, blood, murder. Yeah. It's still disgusting. Let me be clear. But it's not, But not like, the perfect split down the middle. You're right. My head, I was doing it. It's not symmetrical. Yeah. Yeah. 
you you visualize it symmetrical and then you're like oh wait it yeah okay no okay um, now you can continue the story thank you oh, for okay. talking me through that because so, i right down the middle okay so the jason momoa of the story is now dead okay <laughs> uh okay. so olga so olga is now the regent mm-hmm. so the the Dravians were like oh cool we've just got like a demure noble woman we're just gonna come in and get her to follow us and we'll get her to marry their prince which was Mal Mm -hmm. which like literally means bad in so many different versions of languages I'm like oh it's just setting up the story so Olga is actually Daenerys Targaryen is it would be her character in Game of Thrones Wait, that's why it said Jason Momoa is dead. What's his yeah, character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Dr- Dracarys is her dragon. Wait, it's dragons yeah. without the dragons. Because yeah. she did it without the dragons. Yeah. We haven't gotten to what she did yet. Okay, okay. Got it. Well, I was just going to say, like, her son could technically be a dragon. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. She was the mother dragon. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I'm really in my head about these comparisons now. Um, so, so they're in their idea, in their mindset, they were like, great, so we'll get her to marry our prince. So then we will not have to deal with this possibility of paying tribute. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on top of that, uh, we will now rule the Kievan Rus. Rus. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's this thing called the Russian primary chronicle that I discovered in my research. And it's like, it's literally just like a, a detailed chronicle of events. And there's so many ridiculous quotes in there. Um, so I had a lot of those quotes. So Olga's in Kiev with her son. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why it had these details other than the fact that it's the primary chronicle, but his tutor was Asmund and the troop commander was Svinald, the father of Stika. And so the, uh, Drevians, or as it says in the Chronicle, the Drevlians, then said, quote, see, we have killed the Prince of Bruce. Let us take his wife, Olga, for our Prince Mal, and then we shall obtain possession of Sviatoslav and work our will upon him. That's the son. Mm. So essentially this, this whole exposition setup is that like they killed her husband and were like, we're going to take over and be in charge of everything. And you're going to marry this person. You're going to be grateful for it because you either marry him or we kill you. So the next section is what I call a short list of her payback in a brief time. Oh, so the Dravians. Yeah. (laughs) So they send 20 of their best men to try and persuade her to marry uh, literally the symbol of her husband's murder, the prince. Um, So she says they're in a boat Uh and she's like, Essentially, she tells them to wait in their boat. Um, in that time, she had a ditch dug, and the next morning had the emissaries buried alive. So the details of this is they, they come to try and persuade her, and she says, well, your proposal is pleasing to me. Indeed, my husband cannot rise from the dead, But I desire to honor you tomorrow in the presence of my people. Return to your boat and remain there with an an aspect of arrogance. I shall send for you on the morrow and you shall say, 
we will not ride on horses or go on foot, carry us in our boat, and you shall be carried in your boat. So the specifics of then what happened is she, so she commands this huge ditch to be dug in the castle uh, with the hall outside the city. And then like the next day, so she's in the hall, she sends for the strangers and the messengers approach and they're like, Olga summons your great honor. And they're like, as she said, yeah, we will not ride on horseback, nor in wagons, nor go on foot, carry us in our boats. And so like that got everybody in the city worked up and they're like, we're, slavery's not our lot. Our yeah. prince is killed. Our princess intends to marry their prince. So like they got worked up, carried them in the boat and they're all, like, it, it literally says, this is from the like Russian Chronicle or whatever it's that they, the latter sat on the cross branches in great robes, puffed up in pride. <laughs> um, thus they were born into the court before Olga and when the men had brought the Derevlians in, they dropped them into the trench along with the boat. Um, <laughs> so then she like leans over the ditch and she's like, have you uh, found the honor to your taste? And they answered it was worse than the death of Igor. And so then she's like, cool, bury them alive. And <gasps> they were thus buried. Wow. Don't kill this woman's husband. No, no. Don't don't underestimate a woman who's pissed. Don't let do me, it. She'll let drop me your like, fucking boat in a ditch. <laughs> and let me just say, like, my short list of her payback in a brief time is a list of ten items, and that's number one. <gasps> What's number two? <laughs> so then... She sends word back to Prince Mal that she would accept his proposal. Oh, oh. But only if they send part of their great and good to accompany her back to the territory. After all, it was important to the Kievan Kievan Rus to see how important this matchmaking was. Um, They're going to die. Mal obliges and he sends a party of chieftains to collect her. Mm-hmm. So it says, extending a suitably grand welcome, she invited the visitors to wash up in her bathhouse. Oh, then no. she locks the doors oh, no. and burns all of them alive. Holy shit. Yeah. And like, she's doing this all like so smartly because yes. she's like setting everybody up. Like, her, her people don't know that she's doing this setup. They just know that she's, like, murdering them or, like, giving them in this situation to murder. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Mal and all that, like, they don't know that they're, like, being played. Like, it's just fascinating. To me, yeah. it says that, like, I mean, yes, her husband died. But, like, do we know she wouldn't have killed him and taken over if he had lived the way she's living her life now? Yeah, and this sounds like more of a, like, I'm not giving over my my position to you more than like my husband died like i think it may be a mixture of both and it's also great that she's she keeps luring them onto home turf mm-hmm. like she hasn't left yet yet oh yet. shit oh shit yet so <laughs> then so basically these chieftains they are the the ruling class of mm-hmm. the drevians or the drevians depending upon which source you're reading so she has exterminated 
their entire ruling class, um, which, excuse me, I think happened in Game of Thrones with those people in the rich stuff. Yes. Yeah, see? I watch Game <laughs> of Thrones. It's very apparent from my descriptions. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do, Julie. I'll catch up eventually. Anyway. Will you? That's like me saying I'll watch all the Avengers movies. I probably won't. There are just so many. Wait, you haven't seen them all? No, I've only seen... Oh, this is a tangent. And this is where we're going to get emails from. I've seen Endgame, the second one, two of the Iron Mans, and Winter Soldier. And that's it. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is, this is probably the last episode we'll ever record. Because <laughs> I have to rewatch them. I, I cannot continue recording until you have watched all of these. All right. Bye, everyone. So with the whole Dravian <laughs> ruling class cruelly exterminated, mm-hmm. um, she just decides to do away with like this entire group of people altogether. Mm-hmm. So she announces that she will be arriving at the capital, mm-hmm. which is Iskorosten. Mm-hmm. And she asks for them to arrange a funeral feast so that she can mourn over her husband's death where he died in that very city. Oh, shit. Right. So, okay, this next one, like, this is on them. Despite they have not, they have not heard from either of the missions that they've dispatched to her court, um, the Drevians were like, oh, okay, cool, we'll set that up. So they start uh, preparing the feast, and they, according to this, after drinking themselves insensible on mead, Olga's soldiers put 5,000 of them to the sword. I mean, mead's delicious. Yeah. Enough for 5,000 to die. I mean, it's not that. Well, it's pretty good. I, at a geek bar in Orlando, they used to have a drink that was mead mixed with Sprite, which sounds disgusting, but damn, it was delicious. I would believe that. Yeah. Wow. So, so the surviving people, mm-hmm. they beg for mercy and they offer to pay in honey and furs to escape her anger. So I mean, that's then, how you'd escape my anger, not for Right? Like the next time you're dealing with someone that's like really mad, be like, I'll give you my honey and furs. Yeah. Maybe like honey essential oils and whiskey. Coach. Yeah, whiskey. Oh <laughs> man, if you'd pay me in honey and whiskey, like done. it's fine you murdered all my people you gave me whiskey (laughs) um so we're only halfway through all the terrible things she did um so so they beg for mercy Mm -hmm. and according to the russian primary chronicle her response is give me three pigeons and three sparrows from each house Mm-hmm. I do not desire to impose a heavy tribute like my husband, but I require only this small gift from you, for you are impoverished by the siege. So then the Chronicle records in great detail, great detail the feat of, quote, precision-guided pyromania, end quote, that followed. So... Now, Olga gave to each soldier in her army a pigeon or a sparrow and ordered them to attach by thread to each pigeon and sparrow a piece of sulfur (gasps) bound by small pieces of cloth. 
When night fell, Olga bade her soldiers to release the pigeons and sparrows. So the birds flew to their nests, and the pigeons to the coats, and the sparrows under the eaves. The dovecoats, the coops, the porches, and the haymows were set on fire. There was not a house that was not consumed, and it was impossible to extinguish the flames because all of the houses caught on fire at once. Um, any people that fled from the city, she ordered her soldiers to catch them. Thus, she took the city and burned it and captured the elders of the city. Some of the other captives she killed, while some of the others she gave, to, uh, gave as slaves to her followers. Um, any, the remnants of that, she left to pay tribute. Wow. Is it sad? One of my first is like, those poor birds, they're like flying around with just fire attached to them at oh, some yeah. point. They're all, they're all going to die. Yeah. She doesn't really like animals, does she? I mean, she doesn't <laughs> like people either. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So she, <laughs> she continues to roll. She does, she, this is how she started her career. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing. With a bang. She is a saint in both the Catholic Church and the Eastern Orthodox Church. Okay. Um, because she is the first from Russia to, like, bring the, the Russians to Catholicism. Like, that's, like, ignore all the other stuff. She, and so according to the Primary Chronicles, um, she was the first to bring religion to the pagan society of the Kievan Rus. Mm -hmm. Um, she was baptized by Constantinople around 955 or 957. Mm -hmm. uh, her son was not okay with this decision. He worried about losing the respect of the army. Um, mm -hmm. But her grandson, Vladimir the Great. Oh, shit. She had a big influence on him. And so because of her, he in, 19, in 988, rather, made Christianity the official re religion of the Kievan Rus. Mm -hmm. um, so in, in 1547, the Orthodox Church proclaimed her a saint and equal to the apostles. She's only one of five women with this status in the history of Christianity. Well, there's Joan of Arc, right? Yeah. I don't know who the five are, but Saint like... St. Teresa. Not Mother Teresa, but St. Teresa. Mary Magdalene, not Mary Magdalene, Mary, uh, Mother of God. These might be, I'm not Catholic, I'm Lutheran, so I may be talking out of my butt. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look, I'm trying to look it up, but I, I don't really, I mean, like, Virgin, Virgin Mary, maybe? Joan of Arc? No, these are just important women in Christian history. Yeah. But, I mean, you think about Joan of Arc, like, Joan of Arc was in battle, and she, like, killed people. So, and she is high up there. Yeah, but I mean, essentially, like, and and here's like another quote from this this Russian primary chronicle, which I now want to read. It's like somewhere in for like Russian propaganda. Yeah. Um. It says Olga was the precursor of the Christian land, even as the day spring precedes the sun, and as the dawn precedes the day. 
for free. She shone like the moon by night, and she was radiant among the infidels, like a pearl in the mire. Bless you. Excuse me. Since the people <laughs> were soiled and not yet purified of their sin by holy baptism, but she gave herself, was cleansed by this sacred purification. She put off the sinful garments of the old Adam and was clad in the new Adam, which was Christ. Thus we say to her, Rejoice in the Rusus knowledge of God, for we were the first fruits of their reconciliation with him. So the moral of the story is that burn some shit. You can do terrible things, but if you are the first in your group of people to accept Christianity, you still get to be a saint. I mean, never mind. I was gonna make so many jokes and I'm gonna back away from this. But do you see how I was like, this reads like a this reads like the plot of Game of Thrones. No, no, I love it. Well, they, um, he kept saying, the writer of Game of Thrones, that like, George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin. Um, your fisherman's cap. Man, such a good hat. Um, that he went, he like based all of it on like real stuff that happened. So I'm sure that she was. So. Guys, I figured it out. I, yeah. I figured out Game of Thrones. <laughs> You won. You won. Now we don't need to watch it. Her heating badge tells us. Yeah, yeah. You don't watch it now. You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> That's probably the last time I watched it. Okay. Well, that was a long ass time ago. Although I did, I did watch the the last season on a plane because I it was like that delayed of a flight. Oh shit. Yeah. I, but like, I don't know any of the characters or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right. All right. And a lot of the episodes are very dark, and I don't mean like tone wise. Mm-hmm. I mean like visualize. I was like, oh, it's yeah. just like a black screen. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Especially if you don't have control of your brightness, it's really hard. No. Yeah, and um, airport seat. Yeah. TVs are not really made for like high quality cinema viewing. Oh man. It's never stopped me before though. Yeah. <laughs> well good job julie i loved it i loved it i there was burning there was people getting ripped up by trees there was people being buried alive it was everything i wanted in a saturday afternoon and I, you know i i feel like i feel like i focus a lot on like people that had like shade put on them yeah so it was it was nice to be like okay this person did have like shade put on them and then she was like you know what let me do shittier things back to you. Yeah, let me just burn everything to the ground. All those sparrows. All those sparrows. I mean, people died. But I immediately was like, the birds. What about the birds? What about the birds? Because they're just flying with fire attached to them. Sometimes my dog has a leaf attached to his... Um, this is a, like a minor thing, but also really cool. A friend of mine messaged that uh they were in salem for the day mm-hmm. my friend brooke and um they they asked me if i i could come and unfortunately i wasn't able to because of prior commitments um mm-hmm. but they mentioned that they were like yeah we're gonna like take a power nap in our car and then back head back home to connecticut because they're moving to connecticut so he's there now she's a friend of mine from orlando and um she'll be up there with him soon so i was like why don't you just 
come stay here. And so we, we're not going to hang out long. They won't be here till late and they'll head back early tomorrow. But I'm excited that I have like unexpected house guests yeah. tonight. And it'll also force me to clean. Oh, so that's that. nice. To like have a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm like, eh, I don't need to do this today. My future light is that Billy Jensen, who wrote, um, who has the Murder Squad podcast and who once liked one of our pictures when we went and saw my favorite murder. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, he posted on his Facebook a little or Instagram a little while ago that he was signing. I love this by the way, that authors that are still alive. Um, Neil Gaiman does it all the time. They love to sign their books in airport bookstores while they're waiting just to be like, ha ha ha. And just leave them. Oh, and that's so, really cool. yeah. So now I like, look for Neil Gaiman books like all the time because I love him just to be like signature 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 but Billy Jensen posted that he was like I'm signing some books at the Pittsburgh airport and I was like oh man and my friend Stephanie was coming back from Jacksonville today and I was like hey girl this is a really weird ask but if you just happen to go to a Hudson bookstore can you just look at this book and see if it's signed and if it is uh, get it for me and she found one, and it was. <gasps> so now I have Chase Darkness with Me by Billy Jensen signed. Okay, that's way. really cool. Yeah. Oh, that's an awesome future light. Yeah, so I get to read it. Yay! I mean, I was going to read it eventually, but I was, like, waiting. So now I know. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for listening. We will see you for the next one. We won't see you. see you. I don't know why I said that. You'll you, hear us. Yeah, you won't see us. That'd be and we won't hear you either. No. Unless. What? Unless you email us at historicalshade at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. You can also follow us on Instagram. You can also leave us voice messages at anchor.fm slash historicalshade. So if you want to leave us a voice message, you can do it there. So there um, you go. That's really cool. I actually yeah. didn't know that yeah. about us. I love learning new things. Yeah. Um, excuse me. My husband just started following the Historical Shade Instagram account. Her husband, Mike, just started following. Yo. He's the worst. Don't be like Mike. Follow us. <laughs> Historical underscore shade, shade on Instagram. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.